Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 182, recorded live on Saturday, December 4th, 2010. And here are your hosts, the man who has to break out the French press if he wants a cup of coffee, Dave Pillay. Hello. What crap. What the that was, hell was that? That was, that was your phone. phone, wasn't it? Yes. Ah! Damn it. All right, and the man who um, can drink his cup of coffee within five minutes of starting to make it, Andy Lowe, hi. I'm just saying, I'm, I've got a coffee. I, I know here. what you're saying. It's fine. I, you know, I thought that as a coffee connoisseur, you would enjoy a French press. Clearly, I was wrong. Side note, my phone went off because Dave, it's before literally because we started of recording. Dave. <laughs> it was before we started recording. But it is literally your fault. Yes, it is. <laughs> but you're the one who left your phone on. Oh, my phone is on silent. Well, now my phone is on silent as well. My audience's phone is on silent. <laughs> well, my phone is on silent now as well. You happy, Dave? I'm happier that your phone went off. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not the only one who's done it now. Woohoo! Okay, but... I'm thinking, like, if you're a coffee connoisseur, you like coffee, right? Yeah. So you wake up, you're like, you know what would be great? A cup of coffee. And so it, it's nice nope, to have... That would be a coffee addict. Oh. A coffee connoisseur would be willing to wait for a better cup. So to um, take your idea to the completely idiotic extreme... Go for a it. perfect coffee connoisseur would be somebody who actually grows and roasts his own coffee beans? Not necessarily. If he knows that his beans would be inferior to sauces. Okay, so he's somebody who lives in Colombia in order to get the beans the freshest. I don't know if they're best when they're freshest. Well, I thought that that's the, the thing is like you can only keep your whole beans for a couple of weeks before you have to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So there are ways to prolong that. You can freeze them. Yeah. Keep them airtight. But um, you, you definitely want to have them as a whole bean as opposed to grounds. Yeah, my small tin of coffee grounds, I can already, it already tastes different. Mm-hmm. And I've only had it for a couple of weeks. Yep. No, you, you want to buy the whole beans and you want to buy a coffee grinder. Well, that's the, 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 there is a coffee grinder on my Christmas wish list. Oh. So either well, a, somebody will get me a coffee grinder or if not. Is that on Amazon or is that yeah. just a, a wish list? That's on an Amazon wish list? Oh, man. The um, Amazon has a universal wish list now. Really? Yeah. So you can actually create a wish list and link to other websites. Fine. So like my, my Christmas wish list actually has a couple of the Mercedes-Benz service manuals. <laughs> That are it's it's a link to where to actually buy the service manual on the other site, and it's got the service manual, and it's got the price, and it's got the website. All right, I'm assuming that the Andy, uh, the the person on Amazon who is John Denver and close to you is not you. No, it's uh, Anthony. Ah. When you have a unique name, sometimes it's good to use it. Are you now going to oh, look and see cool. what? What? <laughs> What? The no-cord digital torque control wrench? What the hell? It's an, it's an electric torque wrench. I really shouldn't say anything because I have a forge on my Amazon wish list. <laughs> yes, I have I have a torque wrench because my um, car, normally, except probably on your car, you have the lug nuts, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you have the, the basically the screw sticking out of your wheel hub. You put the yeah. tire on over the screw, and then you put the nut on to tighten the tire down. Right. My car is backwards. The wheel has holes, and instead of a nut, I have to put the screw in. Oh, that kind of sucks. Well, it it's a little bit better. It's a little bit easier to deal with. But the only problem is you want to make sure you do not over-torque them, because if that breaks, it will basically at some point just give put enough torsion on it all to shear all of them off, and then your wheel will just fall off. So, which is why most cars have just the lug studs and you put the little nut on. So that's why I have a digital torque wrench there. Because I have, I have the actual, like, torque wrenches, but they're mm-hmm. big and unwieldy. So if I just have that, I could easily just go, oh, done. How much research did you do into this coffee grinder, out of curiosity? Or did you just pick the one that looks the coolest? I just picked a coffee grinder. That one also can adjust the amount, uh, it can uh, adjust the coarseness. 
And it can also adjust the amount that you want. All right. Why? Is it a bad Well, I have found that in in my personal experience, having one that has none of the fancy stuff, it just has an on-off. Like, not even on-off. It's you press it down and it turns on. And as soon as you let up, it turns off. Uh, I have found that those are, are quite successful. Remember, fewer moving parts means fewer chances to break. Yeah. But I can set up the coarseness. Yes. And you can do that manually, too, by watching but but I, I I don't know what the coarseness needs to be if the machine can tell me, where right? I just say, oh, it's a drip coffee maker, do it this way. The machine will go, okay, better than me going, yeah. yeah but, this. Well, here, let me ask you this. Are you planning on using it only for coffee? Ooh, I could also grind up some spices, too, couldn't I? You can grind up spices, you can grind up salt, you can grind up sugar. I could grind up garlic. You could grind up garlic. Andy, have you ever uh, bought powdered sugar? I don't know if we actually have bought powdered sugar. Because with a, a coffee grinder, you actually don't need to buy powdered sugar anymore. You can just buy sugar, put it in the coffee grinder, and grind it up. Yep. You just got to make sure to rinse out the coffee grinder after... Oh, yeah. Oh, it, you, you definitely have to clean it out. Um, but have you ever... I mean, you make popcorn, right? Yeah, we've got the air popper. Yes, I know it's an... uh, Popcorn salt? uh, We use salted butter, so... Okay. See, I I just make some popcorn salt. Ah. So, well... Yeah, what's so special about popcorn salt? Is it because it's a finer It's a much finer grind. It's much, much smaller. The crystals are way tinier. And all you do is you put it in the coffee grinder and you just pulverize it for 10, 15 seconds on a pulse. Gotcha. And see, that's the thing is like, I don't know if this will pulse it. I don't know if this is, or is this like, there's an on button, you press it and it goes, or is this manual control or? All right. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a jackass. Okay. And I'm going to buy you something else and call it that. So there, do you want white or black? What? I don't understand what's now going on. Okay. (laughs) You're confusing me, Dave. That's fine. Merry Christmas, Andy. But but what if somebody else already got me the coffee grinder? Um, I don't know. Then that I would have to return it. Well, Andy, I mean, it's on your wish list. That is true. I have no way to know if someone else has already bought it for you. They should have taken it off your wish list. Well, then I can actually see what's been purchased and not purchased. Granted, you there is an option you can set up there to make it so they all look unpurchased, but I don't know exactly where that's at. But I know it does exist somewhere in the Amazon options menus. <laughs> oh, I need to go and press this will be a gift. There we go. While you're at it, do you want to get me the diesel diesel engine compression tester? Uh, no. Oh, oh. But I feel that this is particularly appropriate. Full name. Oh, crap. I need to look up your address. <laughs> Don't say it on the podcast. Speaking of, what? We, we should probably get back to the podcast. Oh, I suppose. But the, it's the holiday season. Side note, Dave, holiday season. Happy Hanukkah. Why, thank you. Since it is Tonight going on. Tonight will be the fourth night. Yes. Uh, by the time anyone listens to this, it will be the sixth night. Don't worry, you've got enough oil for all of them. Yes? No? No? That just... What? Oh, you're I, typing at the time, so that's why. Yeah. Okay. You were not paying attention to me. I understand. Not really. I never am, so it's okay. <laughs> hey, by the way, in Fallout 3, yeah. Uh, which expansion was the one that gets you the power armor training? Uh, Anchorage. Okay. I need to do that. Yes. Because I've got power armor now, but I can't wear it. Well, then do the Anchorage, and you'll get a really nice set of power armor at the end of it anyway. So Cool. Can you do that like right off the bat as like a level 2 character? Yeah. Or would I get my ass kicked? Um, I don't remember if the guys scale or not. Oh, well, that'll be interesting. One sec, I gotta type. No, don't. Okay, well, yes, type that. So anyways, topics. Um. There's one that I saw almost immediately after we we recorded last week, and it's really cool. Andy put it on because it's Top Gear. I put it, I was going to put it on because it's a game. And it's really cool, and I'm glad that I found it, and I'm sorry that Andy beat me to posting it. (laughs) Well, you had to expect it, because it's Top Gear. I'm on top of the Top Gear. Yep. Side note, the Top Gear Christmas special would be on the uh, December 21st, I do believe. Let me just double-check that one so I don't... So anyways, um, people have been kind of pissing on video game usage. You know, get out in the real world and actually do it, and blah, blah, blah. 
So of all the games, there is really one genre that is becoming more, I mean, multiple genres are becoming more and more realistic, but one that is like ultra realistic, especially with the release of, uh, release of GTA, not GTA, Gran Turismo 5. Yeah, GTA. <laughs> um, Gran Turismo 5, which would be racing. Yeah, which is kind and of the funny. Formula One racing games are really super realistic. There's um, the I, was it I Racing? It's the name uh, of the the league is there yeah it's that's the name of the actual there's like an online league and it's got like actual race drivers in the league like al Unser jr dale earnhardt jr a couple other ones so it's and actually got like actual race car drivers playing online that's kind of cool but like if you play a football game you know ncaa you're not going to be better at football no you, you is, might be able to either a be better at calling plays mm-hmm. but you or, will not be better certainly at can be better at watching football yes uh you you'll have an easier time tracking what's going on and watching all the players and seeing who's doing what but not playing i mean the the, the ability to pass in the game does not give you the ability to pass in real life but when you're basically strapped into a physics simulator that some of these guys actually have built so they will actually feel some of the g-forces a little bit not like you don't even need to do that no um they actually just recommend going on the website they're like oh to start this all you need is a steering wheel yeah There are some brands that we suggest. Racing is all about timing and control of your car. You know, when do you brake? When do you move? What, you know, how far do you turn? And the games are getting so realistic that you can start to train to be a race car driver by playing these games. Which is kind of funny. Back in, um, oh, when was this? Oh, back in 2005. He, um, Grand, I don't remember which Gran Turismo he was in. Oh, Gran Turismo 4. Okay. So back in 2005 on Top Gear, Jeremy Clarkson, one of the hosts, actually tried to take a car in Gran Turismo across one of the race cr- tracks mm-hmm. and then tried it to do it in real life. Okay. So in the game, um, he got 141.148. And in real life, his track time was 157. So not great. But this time, fast forward five years, Top Gear gets basically the best online racing league driver and puts him in an actual race car and then sends him around one of the tracks that he's tried out in the game. And he is actually um, pretty good. Normally, the race car drivers around some of the turns do about 110 miles an hour, and his first time out, he's doing 100 without even blinking an eye. Man, I'm not sure I could do 100 miles an hour without... Well, I guess I have done 100 miles an hour, haven't I? Well, doing 100 miles an hour on the highway is different than doing it on a racetrack. Yes, (laughs) but I have done it. Yes. Um, Yeah, I just incriminated myself, didn't I? You might have been on a close course of some kind. Perhaps. It is entirely possible. I never said it was on the highway. And I'm not saying it was on the highway right now, because I have a Fifth Amendment right to not self-incriminate myself. You might have been on the Autobahn. I very well could have. They have. That I've done over 100. Yes. Over there, you can do over 100, no problem. You just get cut off by semi-trucks every half mile. So. So on the fourth lap around this race course, he posted three seconds off of the average time for race car drivers. Which is a long time when you're talking about racing. Yeah. But given that he had no prior experience in an actual race car, that's pretty ridiculous. You're like, he, this guy had never even been on an airplane. His, it, it was ridiculous. Oh God, so he's never felt that kind of G-force, has he? Yeah, he's never been uh, on a roller coaster at all, or even on a fast road car. He, he's just an average guy who decided to start playing racing games in his basement and turns out he's actually pretty good at it the one problem this guy actually had though after the um time was the fact that the g-forces started to get to him like he actually at one of the laps threw up inside his helmet because the g-forces were starting to get to his stomach yeah that would suck yeah, and even by the, the um, I think it was by the 14th lap or something like that, he actually had to uh, stop because the actual G-forces, because going on these cars, you're basically almost you hitting two Gs. Five or six Gs. Yeah. Only two? I, well, two going straight down and then up again. So you feel like your head just crushes down on your neck and then it almost feels like it's going to pop off your head within seconds of each other. So it's the actual G-forces is something he could not really deal with. Which you just literally need time in an actual race car going around an actual track to get used to that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, you also need to be conditioned and be healthy and yeah. 
uh, this guy kind of was not. No, but it's pretty cool that video games have been able to translate into real world for some circumstances. Yeah, but that is definitely one of them, and it's a really cool thing. It's really nice that they actually gave him the opportunity to do that too. Now I kind of want to go out and check out some of the. I I think an actual racing game is like the one genre I haven't touched yet. Well, there are two types of racing games. Well, there's kart racing. Yeah, you have your Need for Speed sort of arcade racing, and then you have your actual hyper-realism, which Gran Turismo is starting to lean towards, and then you have, like, the iRacing, which is full-fledged realistic. Yep. Like, this guy got into the race car, and he knew where all the buttons and switches were. Wait, because how many rem- buttons and switches are there in a race car? Well, most. Well, you got the gear-shifting buttons, you have some of the boost buttons, you have the um, ignition sequence buttons. Yeah, I suppose this would be manual transmissions, not auto. Yes. Okay. Be really fight to have a race car that's an automatic transmission. <laughs> oh God, that oh that would not be good. <laughs> a whole league of automatic transmission racers. <laughs> oh, who was that, that I was talking to recently? And they were talking about I was talking about standard transmissions, and they're yeah. like, "What do you mean automatics?" And I'm like, "Wait, you think automatic is standard?" Well, yeah. nowadays, no. Standard transmissions, manual transmission, they're like, oh. Well, again, nowadays, automatic is kind of the standard. Yeah. That is one way to make sure your car really isn't stolen that much, is to get a car with a manual transmission. Because <laughs> unless they really know what they're doing, the guy won't be able to steal it. Yep. Which, which has happened a couple of times. Also, speaking of cars, the electric car is coming at some point. Okay. Well, the, the Chevy Volt's going on sale next month. Yeah. And um, it seems that there could be a problem. And the fact is the the amount of watts that the car can actually pull. Okay. Like the, the Tesla Roadster can pull about 18,000 watts at one time. And the um, average American household does under 16,000. And most um, Transformers can only handle about 16,000. So um, bringing home a bunch of cars and then having people home at night and then plugging their cars in and charging as well, it seems that the infrastructure may or may not be um, suited for electric cars. Oops. And that your uh, neighbor down the street, if he plugs his Tesla in at the wrong time, could blow the transformer and then knock out the power to your entire entire neighborhood. Oops. Yeah. So that's uh, that's an interesting. That would be really funny. It would also be really sad. What would be terrible is if you got two people on the same block that had it. That you'd have to literally like alternate who who's charging their car at what time in order not to blow out the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So that's that was my little electric That'd car problems. Great way to uh, skip school. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the uh, power went out and my car is dead because the power. Oh God! If there was a power surge and it fried your electric <laughs> you car. car, I assume they have um, fuses in the car to protect that. Hopefully. If not, that... I mean, there is a fuse box in the car anyways, so why would you not? Okay, so hopefully they would have a problem there, so you wouldn't be able to... Oh, it'd be horrible buying a brand new electric Tesla Roadster, bringing it home, and then a lightning storm fries it on the first day. (laughs) Oh, that would suck. So, Dave, the most boring day in history. Was, like, April 15th or something? Or was it March 15th? Or April 11th, 1954. Oh, so The day that nothing happened. Well, some things did happen, but I love how the computer programmer basically set up an algorithm to figure out what day had the least million or least amount of interesting facts that happened on that day. Yep. Reminds me of uh, the Asimov book, Prelude to Foundation. So. Because in it, Harry Seldon, the, the main character, it was either in Prelude or Forward Foundation, I don't remember which, uh, basically designs a program to watch the news and alert him not when something happens, but when something doesn't happen. Like if there's a day when no one dies on a certain planet, it sends it sets up an alert. And it's like, uh, hey, something really weird is happening. Huh. I'm just curious to see how bored this guy was. I can see him like sitting around going, man, I'm bored. This is important research, sort of, maybe. (laughs) It's like, not really. It's theoretical research. Two guys are sitting there going, man, today's really boring. And I'm like, I wonder how boring is it? Is really a boring day. Well, let's go take a look. (laughs) Bet there was no other day in history that was more boring than today. Hmm. How much do you want to bet? (laughs) 
So on April 11, 1954, there was a general election held in Belgium. A Turkish academic was born and an old ham athletic footballer died. That was the most... Bo- okay, granted, this was the most boring day since 1900. So in the past hundred years, this was the most boring day. Because I'm thinking there was probably a day in the history of the world that before human evolution, there was more boring. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you never know what the dinosaurs were up to. Are you saying the dinosaurs led more interesting lives than us? I'm saying that there was probably a point at which you could consider it a more interesting day. For instance, the day that the first uh, pterodon was able to fly. There had to be a day where that happened. Yeah, that is true. I'd call that a pretty interesting day. (laughs) You know, if I'm uh, some sort of enormous reptile, amphibian bird thing, and I'm looking around and I see this other giant bird thing flying through the sky, like, huh. That's new. Don't see that every day. <laughs> well, crap. Oh, no, no, how, no, no, no. Oh. How come I can't fly? Like, I didn't mean it literally. Oh, boo. So, Dave, what do you want to go to next? Um, That's a very good question. I don't have the topic list open right <gasps> off. Oh, shush. Uh, I did see something this morning that's not on the list about uh, how the growth of the internet is unsustainable only in terms of power consumption. It's unsustainable already. That by 2030, we will be consuming over a terawatt of power on just running the internet. Which is kind of funny because you always hear the... uh... The companies always tote how the internet and, like, online billing and everything is so green, quote-unquote. Well, it, I mean, relatively is. Yeah, granted, you're not tearing down trees and everything, but... You're not tearing down trees. You're not paying people to process it. You're not expending the energy to shelter people who are processing it. Yeah, it's always the, the question of paper versus the internet, and it, it always depends on how... How far out do you want to go? Yeah. Um, because there are people who have to maintain the internet and maintain the servers, and you have to pay for them, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they, they looked at it, and as a kind of a frame of reference, a large coal power plant can generate one gigawatt of power. So you'd need a thousand coal plants? Yeah, for the internet, not for anything else. Just the backbone. Yeah. So by 2030, if we continue to grow at the rate or at the increased rate, you know, et cetera, et cetera, uh, we won't be able to power the internet. Oh, it's funny. It's actually... Which uh, is, is kind of an overly simplistic view of it, but that's what it boils down to. Well, the fact that um, IPv4 is actually supposed to run out in uh, the open addresses, the amount of yeah. addresses that are still open and not allocated, most They're likely is out. is supposed to run out in January or March. Of next year? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> The, the reason is that there's actually guidelines set up that certain people are allowed to basically like when the total number of unallocated webs uh, IP for IPv4, once you get once you hit a certain point, a bunch of them just get allocated out no matter what. It's kind of like a safety net. Okay. So once it hits so, a certain point, it's going to really drop because there are big blocks that just get automatically secured by certain groups. Yep. And we're approaching that quickly. Yes. Well, that sucks. Yep. So where's that IPv6? It's here. Okay. How come I still have an IPv4 address? Because you have both. I don't think I've actually. I don't think I'm actually running anything through IPv6. Mm-hmm. You will be. You won't have much of a choice. Yeah. Especially when we run out of addresses. So speaking of the internet backbone. Yeah. Comcast is basically uh, putting a strong arm to level three. Level 3 is the company that Netflix uses to stream their movies. Okay. And Comcast is basically um, the Level 3 would have to pay a recurring fee to Comcast to in order to stream the movies to Comcast uh, users. Whoa, that's bullshit. Yep. Um, no? Well, Comcast says that the fee has nothing to do with the type of traffic. Uh-huh. Granted, because Comcast has the Comcast On Demand movies, which is in direct competition to things like Netflix and the other thing. Right. Um, and it was simply due to Level 3 proposing to more than double the amount of traffic it sent to Comcast network, and that the fee was the same as it charges other content delivery networks. 
Hmm. So it's basically the whole network neutrality of, well, it doesn't matter what type of stuff you're using, but it, mm, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's a little fishy because Comcast has done fishy things in the past. And so it, this, this sounds much more than fishy. This sounds bad. Yeah. This sounds like um, absolutely violating net neutrality. It's like, no, we, we aren't trying to uh, stifle the competition. Not at all. Oh, speaking of net neutrality. Yes. The FCC is trying to do its whole net neutrality thing again. Okay. Which they're going to vote on a net neutrality, um, I guess, principles. Not really rules. They're just things the FCC is putting out as guidelines for net neutrality. And they're going to vote on them on December 21st. Um, there are two basic ideas in this proposal. One, ISPs can't block content or favor one service over another. So straight net neutrality. Okay. And two, variable pricing based on consumer use, which is the Yada speak of metering so you use more you pay more okay rather than an unlimited plan which is what most people have now Hmm. so a little bit of good a little bit of bad what's really funny is the fact that everybody who like was arguing against this was pointing out it's like oh you uh you use more you pay more and i'm here sitting here thinking going well how come it's not for the fact you use less you pay less pay less yeah well because the companies want to make money andy because I'm looking at all these unlimited plans and everything else like that, and I'm sitting there going, I don't want to pay that much a month for a data plan for my phone. But if I could pay less for just using a few megabytes or whatever I actually do use on my... Is there a way to tell on my phone how much I've actually used? For data? Yes. Uh, if you look at your bill. But I'm using Wi-Fi, so I don't know. Then I don't think so. Uh, there's probably an app that will track it. I know that I'm using a ton because I'm tethering at school. <laughs> You're t- I don't have, the school doesn't have a, a good Wi-Fi and it's password protected. I haven't bothered to get the password and I don't want to get the password because I want to be able to visit sites on my terms and not the school's terms. And so if I'm using my own internet, then I don't feel bad because I'm not violating any school policies. Okay, so what's next? Well, we've got... Oh, oh, I got one. Okay. Um, so it seems, so we know about, like, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and that sort of thing, right? Yes. Um, well, it seems that they're kind of was... Oh, what did they call it? They called it something like that. Um, they called it something like that. Ah, Cyber Monday Crackdown. Okay. The ICE. I don't. I don't know who the ICE is. ICE. Yes. The ICE. Yes. It's a oh immigration and customs enforcement. Okay. So they. I guess they handled something about immigration and customs. Yeah. Perhaps. Go on. Okay. So. Okay. Oh, copyright um, sort of things and protecting traveling of pirated materials. Um, seems on Cyber Monday, the ICE seized the domains of 82 websites. Oh, that's what you were talking about. Yes. Okay. So we're, we're thinking, look like BoxedTVSeries.com, Cartoon77.com. Okay, so are they just cracking down on gray market stuff? Yeah, a bunch of the pirate websites and that sort of thing. Like it took down Rap Godfather, Rap, RapGodfathers.com, ThrowbackGuy.com, 2009Jerseys.com, NFLJerseySupply.com. iPod Nanook. iPod Nanook? I don't see that one on there. Number 35. Ah. Oh, iPod Nano UK. I see. <laughs> no, they're talking about the Eskimo iPods. Yeah, well, I like that's not how you spell Nanook. What the hell? Um, and TimberlandLike.com and TorrentFinder.com. Yep, which, which is kind of funny the, because the, the Torrent kind of, Finder does not actually have anything on their website. Their uh, their, their website is actually search. set up to be. It would be like taking down Google.com. Yep. Um, can they do this? I well, mean, it, it, does this qualify as eminent domain? They they did do it. It was a court-ordered seizure of the domain names, so... Yeah, but, I mean, like, can they actually... I mean, they did do it, clearly, but do they have the legal right to? Um... First off, how many of these were owned by U.S. citizens? I, I, I don't know. I like if I'm living over in Sweden and they and the U.S. government takes my website, my domain name. Uh, can they do that, or is that like an act of war? <laughs> 
What's really funny though is the um, the what is it the torrent. I think his website at dot info is still working. Mm-hmm. So they took down torrentfinder.com, but torrentfinder.info, which is the same exact website, is still up and running. Very nice. So it it seems that they Yeah, that's the, that's the one problem is everything runs through DNS servers and so which are basically owned by the US. Yeah. But now that I mean now they aren't because now we have open DNS. Well, technically, I thought the DNS things were owned by the... Well, t- who owns the DNS? I can. I don't know. I mean, there are like six major DNS servers in the world, six or seven. I thought there was 13. Um, are we up to 13? Uh, let's see. Domain name system. And they're decentralized. They're not all in the same place intentionally. Uh, name servers. How many are... It doesn't say how many there are. Boo website. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that was uninformative. Yep. Um, anyways, I mean, it's it brings up some very interesting legal questions that neither you nor myself are qualified to answer. Yeah. Uh, currently, thirteen root DNS servers. Okay. But how does Open DNS factor into that? I don't know. There's actually um, one of the Pirate Bay guys is trying to set up a peer-to-peer DNS server so that nobody, no one person or one company actually controls the DNS. It's by yep. And also, uh, when they took the domains, they take the IP addresses. Well, if you go to the IP addresses, they shift. So the the, the like I said, the the torrentfinder.info, which is basically the DNS, just redirects to the other the IP right, well, address. You type in an address in your URL yes. in your your bar, and that goes out to your ISP, which eventually makes its way to the DNS server or their yes. local copy of the DNS server. Which says, okay, that name is this IP address. Yes. And that goes to this ser- that, that talks to this computer. Yes. So all of these domain names, if I had their IP addresses, would it still go to the proper website? It probably should. Because like I was saying, the, the torrentfinder.info still works. And it's the same site. Torrentfinder.com and torrentfinder.info go to the same IP address. So all they did was like remove the DNS, which yes. you can do locally anyways with your host's file. Yes. Okay, so, <laughs> so they really didn't do much of anything except disrupt criminally uh, the flow of traffic. Yeah. Okay, not a huge fan. <laughs> so it inconveniences them a bit, because if you know your... If, granted, you don't, there's only I, a couple of IP addresses I know by heart. Yeah, One Andy, of them I is, don't know our IP address. I Oh, 67 I dot... Oh, shoot, I used to know this. Yeah, I did too, because I had to remote into it whenever we wanted to update something. <laughs> uh, I, I swear I have it written down somewhere too. But it's like, I knew Ari Podcast, I knew um, Google, well, one of the Google ones, and also I knew um, the IP address for Blizzard servers for World of Warcraft. That way I could always just... Uh, trace route to see where the problem is. Oh, the FT... Oh, 66.84.2.50. That is repodcast.net. Okay. Just just saying, that's... I'm like, I knew I had it somewhere written down. Now I just gotta double make sure that's right. 66.84.2.50. Transferring, transferring. Repodcast, look at that. Woo! And you got RIP right. (laughs) Take that, ice... You can't stop us now. Everyone make sure you have that written down in case our podcast ever gets taken over. You can still get to us with the IP address. By the Department of Homeland Security. Yes. Something would be seriously wrong if our Oh, uh, yeah. Down. Andy and I would be in trouble somehow then. Way more than either of us have any right to be in. Yeah. What the hell would we have done to piss off Homeland Security that they would take our website? Um, probably could link to WikiLeaks. Ooh. Yeah, for those, uh, I don't... So if you've been living under a rock <laughs> Since for the Monday. last week and a half... Well, it's, uh, there was the original WikiLeaks dump of all the Afghanistan information, and then on Monday, WikiLeaks released a whole bunch of State Department cables between the remotes and the State Department in the U.S., and about diplomatic sort of things. And it seems it's garnered a lot of news for the past week. Yeah, well, because there are 250,000 leaked cables. That's a quarter of a million. Do you know how long it would take to read through all those? Very, very long time. And the wiki site was up on Amazon, then it was taken down. Now it's up somewhere else. I think it's up in Sweden right now. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's been in the news because new stuff keeps coming out because people keep digging through these. Yeah. I can't wait for the next one, though, because supposedly he's got some stuff on one of the major banks and some pharmaceutical companies as well. Hmm. Yeah, WikiLeaks.org is down right now. WikiLeaks.se, I do believe. No, it's not WikiLeaks.se. WikiLeaks.net. One of these is bound to work. No, that's GoDaddy. That does not work. What is their new website address? Because they were on Amazon and Amazon kicked them off. I don't know. They might be down right now as of recording. They were actually getting quite a denial of service attack against them. Yep. So. Okay, so what's this with Microsoft and TVs? Um, Microsoft is in the works with talking with basically cable TV networks in order to stream cable TV through your Xbox. Mm, so that would be kind of cool. I see one downside to this is most of the time you're going to need a um, cable internet access for this and most yes. of the time the cable company will want you to get cable tv along with your cable internet yes because i think comcast right now if you want to just get internet by itself you're gonna have to sign up for a comcast like business internet really i haven't looked well is that that used to be comcast internet without tv comcast internet without cable anyway it's expensive and probably more expensive than getting the internet and tv yes which makes no sense whatsoever but they're in the works to be able to stream um thing which is really funny it says the service would charge a monthly fee for access through xbox networks to such things as abc nbc fox cbs aren't those um, the those free are ones all, anyways yeah those are over the air so okay get yourself a cable or get yourself or an antenna, antenna. And you can get those yep interesting but things like because there's espn live now on the xbox and so they can do live tv through the xbox so now they're trying to yep. basically expand it by the way i i watched the espn live thing yeah it's really nice it's nice it's very it's very well designed well that's good to hear and if i were around my xbox more often i'd probably use it more often oh dave did you sign up for the xbox live rewards i did I, in fact, got my confirmation emailed, I think, just today. Yeah, I was in the um, preview of this and was able to get about 500 Microsoft points just for renewing my Xbox Live and buying a couple of Xbox Live games. You were in the preview? Yes. Was that the NDA that you couldn't talk about? No. Damn it. <laughs> that is something else. There's another NDA? Yes. You best. How are you getting into these? Um, I know where to go for beta access for some things, especially Microsoft products. Okay. You have to let me know at some point in the near future. Future. Okay. So it, yes, it, I was only in that beta because it's actually closed down again now. But I was in that beta for well, not the Xbox Live Rewards, but the other one that I'm not allowed to talk about. I was only in for like a week and a half, and then they shut down the servers again. So okay, wasn't too much. Yep. But if you're an Xbox Live user, you could probably, which is not on the list, but half of Xbox Live or Xbox owners are on Xbox Live. Ooh, that's good. So. It's kind of surprising. I thought it would be more. Nope, just half. And the average amount of time spent on Xbox Live at one point, if I remember correctly, is three hours. Okay. So that means there's somebody out there who does it for four hours because my Xbox is only set up to do two hours a day. <laughs> what? Nothing. Are you laughing at the fact that I have set up parental controls for myself? Nope. I'm laughing at the fact that I really need to. <laughs> It's really easy to do. Yeah, well, they make it easy. I know. And it's it's a good way to just... Because there have been times where I'll just be sitting here and just not realize where the last four hours disappeared to. Yep. And if my Xbox would literally stop the game when I hit two hours, it's really great. It's like, oh, I hit my two hours. I'll do the little code to keep it going for like another five minutes, save the game, shut down, and oh, there we go. Yep. But yeah, you can get Microsoft points for doing stuff on That's Xbox really... Live. And so you get stuff back to, like when you purchase stuff, you get points back? Yes. Wow, that's actually really cool. I like this program. And it's free to enroll, so it's not going to yep. hurt anything to enroll. So just pointing it out to all the Xbox You can Live. take a survey every month for 20 points. Yeah. So after a year, that's 200-some points. You could buy an indie game. Mm-hmm. 240 points. The last, the survey this month was pretty easy. It's like, what consoles do you own? After three years of doing surveys every month, you could buy an arcade game? Yes, I suppose, if you want to look at it that bleakly. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, they, they give you reward points, and they really aren't that rewarding. <laughs> yes, but you get reward points for renewing your Xbox Live, which you have to do anyway if you want Xbox Live yep, still. Yep. Yeah, renewing your uh, first, get, getting your first gold subscription earns you 100 points. Standard 12-month single Xbox Live gold subscription would be 200 points. So just renewing for a year gets you a free 200 points. Yep. Setting up Netflix gives you 100 points. So what else you, we got? Oh, says, well, there's plenty more Xbox yeah. stuff to talk about. The uh, fact that the guy connect. Yeah, he set up two connects together and is somehow okay. able to um, merge their video well, feeds. Yeah, a connect does a very good job of understanding a 3D environment. Two of them together. If you look at the image on the link, that there is no connect actually there showing that image. That image That's right there is a combination of two connect images. Really kind of cool. There is one about 45 degrees to the right, and there's another one 45 degrees to the left of that picture. But that, yep. that camera does not officially exist. So, so granted, And this it, video is, is made up of two pictures, basically. Yeah, combined Holy together. Crap. Yeah, it's, That's it, insane. The calibration is a little off. But he's just basically saying, like, if you work on the calibration and the sensitivity, you can get it to look better. But still, right, that by itself is Yeah, that's crazy. really cool. I'm astounded. Yeah, just that first five seconds where he just shifts it and pans up, and you're like, what? Oh, that's not an actual camera? Never mind. There, well, okay. Yeah, that, he's not moving the camera. This is two uh, pictures stitched together in a and, 3D environment. Yeah, and therefore he's able to create a third digital camera of the combined images. If he makes a third one, if he somehow can get three of them together, whew. Mm-hmm. Well, you could get as many of them as you want together. It's kind of like the, um, oh, the Matrix movie. What did they call that? Bullet time? Yes. You forgot the word bullet time? Yes, I forgot the word bullet time. Yes, if you had three cameras or more, you could get a full 360 view of an image. And therefore you could get a, you could put a virtual camera anywhere. Yeah, I mean, not even like a a virtual camera, you could put uh, a fully interactive 3D environment. Well, not interactive, but you could view a 3D environment. You could walk around in a room. Uh, There would be blind spots where the camera can't see. And he's also pointing out in this video that there's problems with the shadows, too. Like, the, this, the shadows will not exist in the virtual camera because it can't work with shadows that way. Uh, unless he's not in... I'm looking at this video about two and a half minutes in, and I see shadows. Well, he's talking... There's, uh, I think, about three minutes in where he actually walks in, and he puts his hand in front of the box. And there's yeah, supposed to be a I'm... shadow behind it, and there isn't. Oh, okay. But there is a shadow on the table. Yes, because that's far enough away that it's actually able to... Yeah, and there's shadows in the background. But, like, up-close shadows do not work. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think that's enough about uh, Microsoft for now. We can move on to Sony. Okay. What's Sony up to now? Well, Sony is um, taking Android and taking the Sony Ericsson phone division. Okay. And taking the PlayStation Portable and putting them together. Ooh. So there is a... It's not yet, I believe, officially called a PlayStation Portable. It is a PlayStation phone. They've not said whether or not it's going to be PSP, like you'll be able to download PSP games and play them. Uh, but it looks surprisingly like a PSP Go. Huh. You know, where, where our phone opens up and there's a keyboard, this phone opens up and there's two directional pads and some buttons. So this is basically trying to fight the iPhone as a gaming app. Yeah. By uh, be- but <laughs> un- until there's a bit more information out, we can't really say much of anything. Granted, I hear this, and exists. in my head, I think engage. Engage. <laughs> and I'm just going, uh... We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting one way or the other. Side note, now you're making me download Angry Birds Seasons because I saw that on my uh, on the article top. Damn right. Side note, being able to open up Q- QR codes off the web on my phone. Pretty nice, isn't it? Yeah. But it's like, oh, this is this game. And it talks all about it. I'm like, oh, man, I would love that on my phone. And then you just have the QR code there. So I'm like, okay, barcode scanner, phone. Open it. Phone and go. There's actually a TV ad like that. I think it's like for the Mighty Wallet or something. We always see it Uh uh, during Jon Stewart's Daily Show. And the ad, it's like, oh, you can go to the website and order it or just pause, pause the scan and get, I think is what they say. So it's a QR code on the TV screen. So you would just pause it, scan the QR code, and it would take you to the website. Oh, oh goodness. Mm. I'm just looking at the Halloween version. Mm Mm-hmm. Side note, I suck at Angry Birds, just to let you know. I'm stuck on a level. Yeah, so am I. I what level? I'm stuck on... Well, let me just tell you. Angry Birds. 
I'm stuck on the train level. I haven't even gotten that far yet. Like, there is there is a train. I am stuck on level 8. Like, in World 1? Yes. Level 8? World 1, level 8. Um, I got two stars on that one. I've gotten three stars on the first five, two stars on six and seven, and eight I can't beat. So wait, you I... haven't even gotten to the second type of bird? No. There is more than one type of bird? Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, do you want to talk about Google for a sec? Two, sure. Two quick things. First off, YouTube has How ads do you now. I not beat this world. I just beat it in like 10 seconds. I can't do it. Level eight. I'm just. I can't get the treasure chest. Yeah, I don't know how to get the treasure chest. That it makes it's like there's a treasure chest there. What am I supposed to do with it? I don't know. But how can you not be? Never mind. Okay, Google. Yes. Um, Yahoo is launching because they there are Yahoo videos with um ads. Mm -hmm. You can actually now skip the ads if you want to. Okay. There's literally, after five seconds, there will be a little bar at the top that says you can skip this ad, and it will count down from five to zero. And once that's up, you can skip the ad. Okay. And that's Yahoo? No, YouTube. Okay, because you said Yahoo. No, no, I said YouTube. I swear you said Yahoo. Right. Or I'm just going nuts. You're going nuts. Okay. Side note. On YouTube. Another thing that was going on over the week in the news was Google and Groupon. Groupon is a website that gets you daily coupons that you can use. I've actually used it a couple times. It's pretty nice. Is there an Ann Arbor group for Groupon? There is a Detroit group. And oftentimes it will be it'll come out to Ann Arbor. Ah, Zapzone was in fact on Groupon. Oh, there is a Kalamazoo Groupon section. You might want to join up. Well, I'm trying to. I think there's a referral, isn't there? So if there is, I can refer you. I have no idea what that would get me, but I can refer you if there is a referral. Your email address, okay. Today's deal. Deals for Kalamazoo are coming soon. Damn. So close. (laughs) Gal. But there was a back and forth about, oh, Groupon was going to get bought by Google, and Groupon said, oh, hell no. But then Google oh, made there an is offer. Refer Friends, $10. Okay, well then put my email in, because I have not set up an account yet. All right. Um, but it was on again, off again. There was, um, I think they're going to they buy them. They're not going to buy them. They're going to buy them. Yeah. They're not going to buy them. I think they, uh, Google made an offer of like $5 billion or something like that. Holy crap. That would be a lot. Yeah. Oh, no. I just got an email saying, welcome to Groupon. Well, quit. <laughs> we'll see if it works now, but it's officially off now. Okay. But if you think about it, Groupon's annual revenues are now at a $2 billion rate. Holy shit, that's yeah. a lot of money. So it seems oh, there's a lot of so money you in Groupon. done anything with Groupon, there's a link to generate a second account. All right, let me try it. And anyone who's listening who would like to try Groupon, let me know, and I can send you a referral link. No, referral link did not work. What? It just, hold on, let me, it just took me to the main page of Groupon again. Well, did you log out? I'm not even signed in. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yes. Well, whatever. (laughs) Play it against sports. Oh, joy. Hey, play it against sports was a great place to get hockey gear. Okay. I don't play hockey. Hockey gear was expensive, and playing against sports had it for cheap. I don't play hockey. Uh, I don't go to MySpace. Oh, did you see that one? I, I did see that one. That News Corps is planning on selling, selling MySpace. Or they're thinking of selling MySpace. Yeah. Yeah, because that you know, ship didn't sink years ago. Well, it's still visited by around 60 million people, supposedly. Okay. All of them are spam bots. Yeah. So they're trying no to, one, they bought it I, for like 580 million. Do you know who's still on MySpace? Bands are still on MySpace. Why are yeah. bands still on MySpace? Because that's who it was designed for. That's the only reason it, that they're still on MySpace, is that's who it was designed for. Yep. Ah, stupid video. MySpace is going the way of GeoCities before it. Oh, GeoCities. I had a GeoCities space. So what else do we got on the list? Uh, News Corps selling MySpace. SanDisk is developed a 2-terabyte compact flash card spec. They're, they're developing, and it's throughput. Oh, developing. Yeah, currently... 500 the, megabytes per second. Yeah, you could put an entire CD on that card in one second. An entire CD in one second onto that card. I think about it, a compact flash card that's two terabytes. Oh, man. Well, it's really good, though, because digital cameras are just getting higher and higher in their megapixels. Yep. yep. In fact, I just looked up, for the hell of it, a Hasselblad. Yeah? You want to guess at the price for a 50 megapixel digital Hasselblad? Uh, $120,000. Not quite. No? $21,000. Oh. Used. <laughs> 
Well, that, it's used. That's why. Oh, here's one for four thousand dollars. Oh, because it's not wrong digital. It? Ah, not digital. there you go. <laughs> What's wrong with it? It's not digital. Oh, that'll do it. Seventeen thousand dollars. I was about to go on and add one to my wish list, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So, speaking of throughput. Yes. Verizon's 4G or whatever they're they're calling 4G, their LTE network, right? Um, at some point, can actually get up to 21 megabits per second for throughput. Cool. <laughs> Which means that Verizon has a five gigabyte cap on their data plans. So if you're Wait, thinking about it, 21 five megabits gigabyte per cap, and at 21 megabytes per second, megabits per second, megabits. Okay, is it five gigabytes then, or five gigabits? Five gigabytes. Okay, so that means we're looking at less than three megabytes per second. We'll call it two and a half. Do, do you want me to tell you how long it's going to take you to use up the five gigs? Sure. 32 minutes. Seriously? Yes. Wow. That's if you're literally just downloading at that speed for your entire five gigs. Which if would not happen. No. But if you're watching Netflix in HD, you can watch basically a movie and a TV show because you only get two hours and 55 minutes till you've used up your entire five gigabytes. Wow. Standard definition is seven hours, a little short of seven and a half hours. So that's less than four movies. Average BitTorrent you can use up in two hours. So That's nuts. <laughs> nothing like pre-2005 data plan limits on a modern 4G-ish yeah. network. Which isn't 4G because they don't have yeah. 4G. But still, it's that's why I said 4G-ish. Because mm-hmm. they're all calling it 4G still, even though it's not. But who's going to stop them? I can't do anything. Everybody's, oh, yeah, it's 4G. No, it's not. But it's 4G. No. <laughs> no, it's not. What are you going to do? Go down to your T-Mobile kiosk and then just get a bunch of stickers? Hey, and just uh, put- uh, uh, uh. I have a T-Mobile store, damn it. <laughs> you and your store. I don't need to go to the kiosk. I can go to the damn store. Your store is basically a kiosk in the wall. Just saying. Sort of. <laughs> It's a T-Mobile store. I actually went in there and asked them about the G2 like a month before it was released. And she's like, I can't talk about it. (laughs) Not, I don't know about it. Not, it doesn't exist. I can't talk about it. Ah. Okay, and finally, NASA has found a new way that life can exist. Really? Yeah, there was a Are big announcement on Thursday. Like, like well, something no. other than carbon-based or what? Um, well, you need six basic building blocks right now. Well, there were six basic blocks you needed for life. You needed carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, phosphorus, and sulfur. Okay. Those six things were the, is basically in all life. Okay. I thought it was found, carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. Well, they need phosphorus. Um, for DNA and RNA, so that's that's why phosphorus is on that list because it's in DNA and it's needed for DNA and RNA. Okay, but they found a bacteria that has completely removed phosphorus from its building block and replaced it with arsenic. Oh. <laughs> Um, that's poisonous. Yeah, but it's it replaced Ooh. phosphorus entirely in its system with arsenic. But that's like poisonous to all life, isn't it? I guess not, because it's it, well, it's I'm growing. All, all of our life, I thought. Yeah, I mean, like, well, it's able to live off of arsenic instead of phosphorus. Interesting. So, what is the consequence of this? The fact that um, it's a new way life can exist that we never okay. thought possible before. It's like we were we were when we we're studying other planets. We're like, okay. You need these six things in order for life to exist. But now we just added a seventh in there. Well, a five with a sixth that can be replaced by a seventh. So this expands the idea of what is needed for life and so could expand the number of planets that we'd be searching for for life. Interesting. By the way, I'm reading, I I think arsenic is not uh, poisonous to like everything just automatically. Yeah. They are. It is poisonous. Like you don't want to drink it or eat it. Nope. Like arsenic and old lace. Yeah. Funny movie, especially the Cary Grant version. Isn't that the one with the guy who thinks he's Teddy Roosevelt? Yep. Okay. And it has Bella Lugosi in it, playing a guy whose uh, plastic surgeon made him look like Bella Lugosi. Okay. That had to be an interesting role. <laughs> well, that's in the play, is the fact that the guy is supposed to look like Bella Lugosi. And so and for they the actually movie, got Bella Lugosi to play it. Yeah. Nice. All right, so we need to wrap this up. So games, Dave. Games, Descent, not the board game, which is actually pretty cool. But the video game where you're playing a spaceship? Yeah, so, uh, oh, sorry. The the story of Descent was that a, a virus has taken over the robot miners on 
all the planets, and you're sent in to go and destroy the mines. Okay. Because this this infection, which is actually in the kind of extended fiction of the books, an alien invasion, uh, has given the robots sentience and life, and you need to stop that. Ah. Because it's for an attack on Earth, and so you need to go and blow up all the mines and defend them. Ah. So... Defend- that is. Blow up the mines, destroy the robots, defender. Really cool, very early 3D uh, shooter. It was a lot of fun to play multiplayer. I was really good at it compared to the other people I was playing against. So you kind of had to play multiplayer in 3D because you're all spaceships flying around, right? Yeah, well, yes. So you you had you know the ability to move around, to go up, down, front, back, left, right, etc. Pitch your roll. So you it was the thing was is it was interior. It was inside uh, a closed environment, so you couldn't just keep going off forever and ever and ever. So you had to use obstacles. You had to use the terrain and move around. It was really well done. So Khan would not be good at this. <laughs> Well, if you want to carry it through that way, if they had had this when Khan was alive, uh, then the Enterprise should have been destroyed in the Nebula. Which would have saved us from StarCraft Star Trek. 3. Star Trek. Ah, that's the last time I opened up a random link. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Star Trek 3, which was not all that good, but that did lead the way to Star Trek 4, which was pretty funny. Yes, but then... Then you had Generations, which, eh. Uh, you had at least two movies between oh, there. Oh, yeah, because you had the one where the guy, uh, the spaceship was uh, God or something like that. No, that was V'ger. That was Star Trek 1. No, no, no. No? That was one. And then the other one where they had to fly to the unknown area. That was 5. The What was the title for 5? Undiscovered Country. Kate just walked Undiscover- in, and so she's able to spout her Trekkie knowledge. Yeah, Laura's sitting here looking at me like I'm a fool and that I'm missing something. <laughs> yeah, and then oh. was six generations then? I don't know. It's, it, I'm looking it up. No, six was Undiscovered Country. No. Yes. Trek five. Five Trek. was the final frontier. Six was the Undiscovered Country. Seven was Generations. Five was Final Frontier where they had to fly out there with to try and find God, who was living out on the edge of space. Interesting. I've yeah. never seen five or six. Because that was when the Romulans and the, the, the they had a bunch of people who were all working together because they were all followers of this god or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. So then seven was Generations. Eight, I think, was First Contact. Eight was good. Um, right. Nine, nine would have been Nemesis, I think. Oh, no, damn it. Nine was Insurrection. Ten was Nemesis, which was crap. And then they rebooted. So Euchre was my game. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Which is... is a card game. Yes, it's a card game, but like I said, I had Diplomacy last week, but which is a board game, but I have also played Euchre many, many times on Yahoo Games. Okay. Which at one point, I was actually in the top 100 Euchre players on Yahoo Games. Congratulations. So, yeah. You and the other 99 people in Michigan who play the game? Oh, there's a, there's a big following on Yahoo Games online. I'm not sure okay. if there is any more. But, yeah, Euchre... They're planning on making a sequel to the Star Trek movie? I do believe so. Have Why are you still on Star se- Trek? Why are we still on the podcast? <laughs> well, that's when we need to finish up with the random topic. We could go back to wish lists. <laughs> The random topic was, what is the most loaded question you have ever answered on the podcast? And I actually just the shared with... The most loaded question, period? Yeah, what was the, the most loaded random topic? Most loaded... Well, it said loaded question, but I'm guessing this, since this was a random topic question... After 181, 182 episodes, what is this? This is like 183? 182, and there was... This is what, 12 recap episodes, two PAX 10 episodes, and we started the random topics on episode 6. Yeah, then there's the missing episode, the lost episode. Yeah. So about 100, uh, 177 minus 12, 170, 100, about 160 random topics. I'm not even talking about random topics. I'm just like, I don't even know what the most loaded question I've answered on the podcast would be. Okay, just limit yourself. I, get, I shared you the, the link of all the random topics. I've got topics. the random topics right here. I know. Um, who's cuter? Episode 152. Views on marriage, 131. That one's pretty loaded. Knitting, number seven. Oh. 
I'm Bob Pin. It's not really loaded, but it's still uh, slogans for the podcast. Legal drugs versus non-legal drugs. What are you addicted to? Coke. Coke. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh. Um. What would you do without computers slash video games slash TV slash internet? Are you addicted to those items? Episode one or episode sixty-one. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Oh, if Opus were an animal other than a penguin, what would he be? Has anyone on the cast done illegal drugs? No. Oh, well, there was another um, <laughs> episode ninety. What does it mean to be an adult? Uh, you know, the LARPing one is actually pretty loaded. Oh, uh, who would win in a fist fight, Andy or Dave? I think I'm going to go with LARPing for, for my loaded question, since we always diss LARPers. Ah, how much money would it take to get the two of you to spar in a boxing ring? Episode 118. Yeah, they never did that, remember? I know. So, yeah, okay. I, I think LARPing would have been the most loaded question. There's, I remember there was one about podcast, like, how much time do you spend outside of the podcast, on the podcast, or something like that? Oh, that's not loaded. That was directed entirely at you. Yeah, I know. And that was literally just setting me up to just go off on you. I don't know sure if I actually did or not. Yep, I don't think you did. You're too nice. I know. All right. Well, I think that's good. Yeah. That was fun. Off Thank you, everyone, for listening. And do something next else. week. Yep. yep. All right. Bye. Bye.